0: When you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. And I'm here to tell you, number one, that most of you say you want to be successful, but you don't want it bad. You just kind of want it.
1: Work ethic eliminates fear, you know. So if you put forth the work, you know, what are you fearing? You know you what you're capable of doing, what you're not. You know, if you put your mind to doing whatever you want to do, you know, good things can happen. Because limits, like
0: fears, are often just an illusion. You're listening to the Plunkett Fitness Project. Here's your host, Jamie Plunkett.
1: Hey, welcome everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning into our podcast today. Um, we got a few different topics that we're going to talk about. Um, so I think the first one we'll talk about is bad knees and bad hips and bad back and really a bad mind is a problem, I think. Is that, is
0: that is that the issue, you think, more than the actual... Uh... More than the actual joints and uh, and whatnot
1: well I mean I don't think it's uh, I think that's not the case too often but uh no something I see often is I'll have um, I'll have people come in and they're just convinced they have bad knees or bad back or whatever it is and um, I've had numerous people come in that have even had surgeries and i'll do some soft tissue work on them some stretching and their knees will feel better after 10 minutes of of you know some exercises i give them versus you know the doctor cutting them open when they had their surgery um so that's something i want to talk about today and uh you know hopefully we can just like everything start getting this message out that you aren't broken right right um so, a couple different stories. I had a guy come to me. this would have been probably two thousand eleven. He was thirty four at the time, I believe. Um, so I sit down do his fitness assessment, and you know, we get to talking about the exercises that we're going to be doing, and he's like, "I can't squat or lunge or deadlift because I have trash knees." <clears throat> I said, "Well, what would you do to your knees?" I don't know. they're just bad. doctor told me, I have bad knees." I can't uh, do any of those exercises. That's that's gonna be an issue. And I'm like, well, that didn't really make any sense. I said, can I can I do some soft tissue work on some different muscles that that'll irritate the knee and see if we can make them feel better? Yeah. You know. And you know, at this point, I hadn't, I probably had not come to, I definitely hadn't come to the point where I'm at today where. Like, I generally do not believe people when they say their doctor said really most things. Yeah. You know, and uh, I don't think doctors are inherently bad, but they're educated by the pharmaceutical companies who are trying to make a profit. Yeah. You know, I'll get back to that story in a minute. There was a guy that came in recently in the last couple of weeks, and after he left, I, I thought I should have said to him, how much money is it going to make the hospital to have your knee operated on yeah no kidding you know it's um i don't know how much it cost i did i said it to another client of mine who had uh um uh, he had a, a a disc replaced in his cervical spine the bill for that was three hundred thousand dollars jesus you know so you know i would imagine a knee surgery is a hundred or tens of thousands i don't know but Anyway, that's what, something I thought about with a recent case. But anyway, back to the 34-year-old. So what I ended up doing, I ended up using the stick, which is a massage tool, on his IT bands and his quads, um, basically loosening up the muscles. Uh, and he he gets up and he's like, my knees haven't felt this good in 20 years. Wow. So And then I ended up training the guy for, you know, I think six or seven years, Um and he would squat and lunge with me all the time yeah now granted his knees would still bother him from time to time not often but from time to time and the cause of his knees bothering him was um he sat in a vehicle all day long for his job right so uh you know that's really a a lot of the anytime we have pain wherever it is it's your body telling you to stop doing something uh You know, so pain's not a big deal. What's a big deal is if we don't listen to it. So the same is like you stick your hand on a hot plate, your body says, move your hand. Right. You know, so your knee's hurting or your shoulder hurting or your back hurting is generally your body telling you something's wrong and what we need to do is listen to it. Yeah. Now, I will say when somebody has knee pain or hip pain or back pain and if you ignore it for year, year, you know, Ten years, twenty years, whatever it is, like most people do, then yeah, you do wear out all the cartilage in the joint, and then yeah, yeah you do have major problems. Um, but that's just something. So that's that's one story. Um, you know, I've had numerous over the years. where they'll, they'll come in and they've had surgeries, uh, and I mean, you know, what's funny is I've had multiple people come to me. Um, from one of our sports franchises it's their orthopedic surgeon, oh wow, okay, so I mean it's not you know some guy Yeah, it's not some guy operating out of the back of a van somewhere, yeah, well, you know that wouldn't happen obviously, but I mean it's a <laughs> yeah. very well known you know and uh, you know, i don't i don't know, I don't know if they're trying to sell surgeries or what they're doing, but you know, I also did have a friend years ago um he's a cardiologist, and he'd come in and and uh he would express his frustration with me, you know, how frustrated he was with, with patients and people, you know, that he'd see every day. And I'm like, well, why don't you just tell them to eat healthier and exercise? Right. And he's like, that's not what they want. Yeah. They want a pill or a shot, you know, or they don't want to, have to do the work. Right. So when you look at it from that standpoint, um, you know, I, I suppose you get a lot of doctors that become disenfranchised. um, and the other thing is just the way the industry is in medicine those doctors you know to be able to pay their bills they got to see somebody every five minutes yeah so um you know it's just kind of a mess in general but so i think you know i think a lot of times patients don't want to hear how to fix it on their own um i think also doctors aren't allowed to, the the uh, um convenience or whatever you want to call it of spending enough time with people to really help them a lot of times so
0: yeah well i think i think both parties are we're so conditioned at this point yeah of how things go you know what i mean it's like oh if i have a pain i go see a doctor if i go see a doctor and he tells me i need to have surgery i need to have surgery even though i mean the second opinion is pretty rare i think even though it's if before surgery i would think you would go get a second opinion but like you said i mean it's 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 real fuzzy because, you know, business is involved.
1: Well, the thing I've noticed with doctors is they don't really think outside the box. Yeah. Um, take that however you want to take it, but they mainly just think, you know, by the means of what they were taught in the textbooks that they were, you know, that they used for education. Yeah. Uh, well, um,
0: and I would I would agree with that. That was one of the hardest things about um, when I watched my when my mom passed away in 2006 and she suffered with COPD. Now she was a smoker. So part of that was on her, but she also had bad genes. I mean, her dad died when she was 16 from the same thing. But I do remember going in there and feeling like, I mean, she went to doctors and, and I felt like, I'm like, look, man, if it's, and I'm not, this is not, I'm not trying to bash doctors. Cause I know there's a lot of great people out there that are doctors, and a lot of great doctors out there, but I, it's like, look, if it's not in the book, they're not they're not cre- they're not creating anything they're not they're not
1: you know and i think sometimes their out. hands may be tied they may not be able to do that if they did that it would be a way they get sued possibly yeah. i don't know well yeah that, that's absolutely a, a possibility you know my thing is i'll tell another story of a client i'm currently working with um, that she's been a client for 6 years but uh, she's been away for a little while but um, you know I am, uh, kind of my philosophy on things is a lot of our ailments can be corrected by just stopping, you know, stopping the stupid shit that we do on a daily basis, you know, whether it be eating like shit, not being active, um, you know, um, you know the the incorrect way we move, sitting all the time, whatever it may be. So, I mean, a lot of times I feel like we try to make things too complicated. Yeah and uh the answers are really pretty simple i think a lot of it is we choose not to, to do those things um but i think also we we're kind of in this uh train of thought where you know we think we think oh i have a bad knee or i need medicine or whatever else it is you know and you know i think you can see that with like cholesterol and blood pressure and all this other shit it's like you know and i mean i'm one to talk i just told you this week i've worked 38 hours already it's right. wednesday right um right you know i understand that um it's hard to do, you know, I mean, like, as far as, like, knees and backs go and even shoulders, a lot of times what I'll tell clients, I'll be like, how many hours a week do you sit in your chair? Eh, you know, might be 50. Well, can you get a stand-up desk? And I'm not saying stand up the whole 50, but maybe take 15 out of the yeah, 50. Yeah, You know, and in a year, you know, that's going to take 750 hours out of that equation. Right. You know, so it's a little things and you know, this client I was telling you about that's been with me six years, she's been on about a six month hiatus because she's been having a lot of leg pain and some other stuff. And uh she just came back and she's been having terrible knee pain. Um and she's been dealing with that for you know, about six months, I think. Um and it wasn't anything she did here, she just started getting pain. Yeah. And then she wasn't in for a while because of that, and she had some other medical stuff. Um, so she's been seeing, I think, three physical therapists, she said. Yeah. And, you know, so she comes in maybe two weeks ago, and same thing, I stick her legs. Yeah. And same, same thing. She's like, how come the physical therapist didn't do this? They, they didn't even touch me. Yeah. My legs feel better now than they have this entire time and it's not magic or anything you know i it's the same thing as what i just said like to me it's like like what hurts okay the joint hurts all right there's muscles that attach on either side of the joint and they cross the joint if they're tight they're going to make the joint you know they're going to shorten the the joint space and they can make stuff hurt or they can misalign it or whatever so if we loosen up the muscles at the very least we're not going to hurt the person yeah and maybe it'll give them some relief right you know, and then the next thing I do a lot with people when they have back pain, um, you know, and, and hip tightness. I'm like, you need to walk, yeah. you know, because when you walk, you stretch your hips. Yeah. So go for a walk every day, you know, and that's, I mean, that's another thing that that particular client, when she comes in here, she literally walks gy- laps around the gym, yeah, inside the gym, and it makes her feel better. And, you know, to me, that's just, that's just basic stuff, like, Sure. As we're meant to move as humans, yeah. You know, we're meant to not eat like shit. We're meant to not drink, not smoke. You know, so if you are doing those things, remove those things first. So she's very sedentary. Remove the sedentary as much as you can, and people are going to start feeling better. Yeah. You know, I just think we make things too complicated.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, a lot, of, and it does seem like a lot of that stuff can be. It's it's more than adding something. It's just correcting the bad habits that you are already doing that you become a that have become habits. You know, because it's so it is so easy if you go down that sedentary path or whatever, it's so easy just to fall. I mean, bad habits are so easy to create as far as, uh, you know, versus the good ones, the yep. good ones. Like getting back on track and staying on track is, it takes that, you know, it seems like it takes four to six weeks to like get that good habit up and developed and, and really rolling and if you're off of it for two to three weeks, I feel like it's like half time for you to lose everything that you've you've accomplished, you know?
1: You know, the thing is though is the alternative is worse. Yeah. I mean that's that's what I always think. Like fuck getting a knee surgery. Right. 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 Uh, I mean that's that's the thing. This particular client I'm talking about and and the, the, the gentleman that was in two or three weeks ago. The doctor has told both those clients they're going to need their knee replaced. Oof. I don't know if you've ever seen somebody that had their knee replaced. No. I used to work in a gym that was connected to a physical therapy clinic. It is horrible. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, the one client that's been here 6 months that I mentioned, she would be in a wheelchair. Yeah. Like, I mean, she can she can't walk very well the way it is. Yeah. Let alone you do that to her. Um And I mean, maybe she does need her knee replaced. But my whole point is with all of this, whether it be cholesterol, blood pressure, bad knee, bad back, whatever it is, exhaust all the ways to correct it without surgery or pills or drugs Yeah. before you go that route, you know? Um, a book I read last year by Stuart McGill. He's the number one spine expert in the world. He's a guy out of Canada. Um, he's got a book. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. I was just telling a client about it the other day. Um, Let's see, so I'll find the name of it here in a minute, but uh in this book, it's about hundred and fifty pages long uh, and the first so the first half of the book he tells you all the things you're currently doing that are screwing up your back, mm-hmm. And he gets to the halfway point, and he's like, all right, 80% of people who are reading this book who have back pain can correct their back pain just by what you've read up to this point. So it's kind of to your point. It's a lot of the stuff we are that's self-inflicted on us, sitting, the way we pick things up, you know, whatever else when it comes to back pain. Yeah, and it's stuff that you do repeatedly yes. day in and day yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then he says, now, the other 20% of you are probably going to need some of these exercises that I give in the second half of the book. And he goes through all this stuff, you know. Uh, the name of the book is Back Mechanic by Dr. Stuart McGill. Uh, you can get it on Amazon. Uh, it's a great book. I recommend people read um, just in general, but especially if you have back pain. But uh, that's a good book. But that's an interesting thing he says in there because, you know, that – you know, I and what's funny is I've said that uh, a lot of the things he says in there I believe for a long time, but it's just it's reassuring when you read it from an expert like right. that. You know, um, but it is funny because I mean, so the gentleman I opened up with that story, yeah, if he wouldn't be sitting in his truck all the time, his knees probably wouldn't hurt. Right, right, right. You know, um, you know, and I always start my questions whenever somebody comes in with with anything that's any joint or whatever that hurts. I'm like did you have a traumatic event? Right. And if they didn't, it's almost always a repetitive yep. movement issue. Yep. Something they're doing that's causing the problem, whether whether it be being sedentary or moving incorrectly or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the gentleman that came in two, three weeks ago, he was probably, I think he was 50 years old, and again, he said he has bad knee, so he can't do squats or lunges. And what's funny is if you can get somebody pain-free, so you get them out of pain, and then you can get them to start doing squats and lunges, that will strengthen the weak muscles and loosen up the tight muscles. So right. a, lot times, a lot of times in the hips, we're tight in our psoas and our IT band, and they're tight because the opposing muscles are weak. A lot of times the weak muscles are your abs and your glutes, It's because we sit on them all day. Um, So if you can get somebody to strengthen those two areas. So let me back up a minute. So, you know, I mentioned I'll use the stick on them and loosen muscles up. Well, that's a temporary fix, and it will relieve pain very quickly uh, most times. But they're going to tighten back up. Right. So ultimately what you got to do is when they come in, you loosen them up, and then you strengthen the muscles. Because the other thing is, is, for instance, when the IT bands and the psoas is tight, if they're extremely tight, I can't get to the glutes. Yeah. I can't get somebody to extend their hips and squeeze their glutes because they're they're locked up in their psoas. Um, your psoas is the main hip flexor muscle. Um, so you loosen up the muscles first, but then we have to correct what's causing the problem. So obviously sitting and all that stuff is, is probably the root cause, but what that has caused is a weak. You know, it makes them weaken their abs and weaken their glutes. So we have to strengthen those areas, um, and those areas will be strengthened with squats and lunges. If, if they can do those, you know, first without pain, and then second, if they can actually functionally do that movement safe. Right. Um, if they can't, then you might do something simple like bridges, where you you know you're on your back and you lift your hips up and you squeeze your butt, um, planks, you know, um, where you're engaging your all the muscles in your torso, your abs, your obliques, all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but that's ultimately the solution to that. So this guy comes in, he doesn't want to squat and lunge. So part of the reason that bothers me so much is a lot of times that's what doctors tell people, don't ever squat. Squats aren't what fucked up your knees. Yeah. You know, um, That so that's very frustrating to me. Uh, you got somebody who doesn't understand how to squat properly, I'll 100% guarantee it. You know cuz the thing is if you squat correctly it's your your knee is a hinge joint it's not going to bother your knee unless you have bone spurs or some major issue in your knee yeah um you know then I would agree which sometimes that happens but very rarely is that the case um so you know with this gentleman I can't squat or lunge you know whatever and uh can't deadlift they're saying I'm probably going to need a knee replacement you know, the guy's 50 years old what'd you do to it i don't know right. so i mean that's another thing i get understand needing a knee replacement if you did something yeah. had a car accident a, a sports injury whatever yeah you're skiing and something went wrong or yeah that you could point to so i take this guy in the back and i didn't stick him i just had him lay on a foam roller which is another you know soft tissue tool And I had him lay on his IT band and take his knee through a full range of motion while he's putting pressure on his IT band. And I loosened his knee up. You know, but I could tell the guy still didn't believe me. Right. And that's what's so frustrating is because we, you know, I don't know about, I imagine you're the same as me. I grew up in a time where I thought doctors and lawyers and all these people were superiorly intelligent people. And you had to be a special person to become... Right. That, you know, that person. Yeah. And, you know, I don't believe that anymore, and it's not taking anything away from doctors or lawyers, um, but if you've listened to any of my other podcasts or you know me, then you know that I believe anything's anything can be achieved with hard work. Right. Um, now, you're going to have to work harder than somebody else possibly, or you may not have to work as hard as the next guy, whatever, but I think anybody can do anything they set their mind to. Uh, but, I don't know that all everybody believes that or very many people believe that. And I think they probably still are under that mindset. I said that I think, you know, doctors know, they know best probably, you know, so a lot of people think they're destined to whatever their doctor tells them. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just a personal trainer. What the hell do I know? Yeah, for sure. You know, so that part is frustrating to me. Um, but, you know, that's kind of my story on the knees and that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's a tough one. You know,
0: the, the the old joke is, you know, what do you call a doctor that graduated with a 2.0? You know, graduated med school with a 2.0. You call him doctor. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that's just it. Um, and there are, it, it is funny the older you get, because I was just saying, I think I think pretty much everybody is. And you, it's always when you grow up and the first person that you went to grade school, high school, or college with, that you're like, how the hell did that guy get the job whatever job it might be it, it could be lawyer it could be doctor it could be god forbid senator <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. somebody would be like if that guy can get that job then my whole my whole theory is completely out the window you know yeah because there are i mean it, it's like anything else there's good ones and bad ones everywhere and there's smart ones and it, it's it, it's it, i think that you know i think doctors always err
1: on the side of caution with that stuff too Which is not, it's... Dude, the thing is, though, is when you operate on somebody, you put them under anesthetic. Yeah, well, that's a big, yeah. And I don't know what, I don't know if the stats have changed, but I know it used to be one in 200 people would not wake up. Right. Man, I would not want to take that risk, especially if there was a non-invasive...
0: If there's a way, I mean, I agree with you 100%. Solution. Like, if you're not, if you're not doing everything on your own, I mean, I think I've told you, and I think I've mentioned on this podcast about... Uh, an old acquaintance of mine who was diabetic and he just basically used the insulin if he it, 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 it's like I'm gonna eat a giant piece of cake so he'd make sure the insulin was right you know as opposed to actually just using it as an emergency he used it as like a, a like part of his daily life you know what I mean yeah. and and I, I think, think that's that goes on a lot I think it goes on a lot too it's just i it's my mind, it's mind-blowing it's absolutely mind-blowing
1: yeah so Um, The other topic I want to talk about is how taxes are just not for me. (laughs) You know, that's just a... I
0: don't know what you're talking about, Jamie.
1: It's a uh, revelation I had last last week. I see. So, um, you know, it's the funniest thing. When you become an adult, you start making... Decisions, not because it's necessarily fun or what you want to do, but like I mentioned earlier, the alternative's worse. So, you know, you pay your taxes so the IRS doesn't show up at your front door. Right, right, right. And haul you off to jail.
0: Do You, you mean you don't enjoy that process?
1: Not at all. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I'll leave my comments out of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had somebody last week tell me weights aren't for her. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it goes back to the podcast and, you know, whatever else where we've talked about everybody wants to be entertained when it comes to exercise. If you are exercising or eating for entertainment, you're doing it wrong. I don't know how many times I got to say that. A lot, apparently. But. I mean, say it louder for the people in the back. (laughs) I get it. You want to have fun. But the stuff that's fun is when you achieve something. You know, no matter what it is, whether it's at work or with athletics and your personal life, whatever it is, like the fun is in the achievement. Um if you spend if, if, if I if I lived my whole life where I based all my decisions off of having fun, oh. I would be five hundred pounds and <laughs> drunk in my living room right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it probably wouldn't be my living room because it, I wouldn't be earning any money It' be your parents' house.
0: let's just think about that. Let's think about that alternative universe for a minute.
1: oh my god yeah
0: <sighs> it's it it is uh, you know it's funny because there is nothing worth having that's easy i mean i like it, it's like if it's easy, it's just like man, you've got. It, I don't know. It's it's really, it's really difficult right now, too, because I feel like our culture is just rewarding laziness and mediocrity a lot. And it's like, man, look, I understand, like, in a perfect world, yes, there would be a pill that you could take so you could eat a pint of ice cream at night and not, you know, severely wreck your health <laughs> and your life but we're not there yet. I mean, will we get there? I mean, God, Godspeed, doctors, get on it. If you made a watermelon without seeds. I think you could make ice cream that I could eat on a daily basis without blow, blowing out of my pants, you know? <laughs> but it, it's just, we're not there yet. And so therefore, we're animals. We were built to survive, and we've got to, you've got to do the work. You, gotta, you just got to do the work. If that's what you want, if you want to be, A 500 pound drunk idiot then by all means be that way but don't say that you don't want to be a 500 pound idiot but you want to do all the things that map to a 500 pound (laughs) idiot life you know what i mean like you can't have your cake and eat it too you got to pick one or the other either be either be fat and be jolly that's what I've said. I'm like, I'm at the point where I either have to get jolly or I have to start losing weight. <laughs> so I'm getting fat. Personally, I would rather lose weight and just remain the cynical bastard that I am <laughs> than, than keep gaining weight and have to get nice. I'd rather like talk about the alternatives. But yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's not like, and the thing it is, it's not like sitting on, a, on an exercise bike. While somebody cheers you, that doesn't sound fun to me either. That's the other thing with the music and the lights and all Literally that.
1: don't have to
0: think. I I guess I that that's to me. I don't look at any of that stuff as, I mean, I, as I, fun.
1: The the problem is, is, I think they approach everything that way. Yeah. So it's their whole life. Um. But. You know. I, <laughs> the thing is, is you're gonna spend the time anyway time is gonna pass right you know so in a week you know this will probably sound extreme but in a week i spend let's see two three and a half hmm, i spend maybe five to seven hours working out yeah you know and i don't think people need to do that but my point is is if I'm going to spend my time doing something, I want to get something out of it. I want to get a result. Right. You know, exercise is not just burning calories, which, I mean, that's how a lot of people approach it. It's an investment. You're investing your time, just like a career. You invest your time, and you have a goal. You want to get somewhere. You know, you don't always want to be the guy cleaning toilets. Right, right. You know, you don't always want to be the person... Chasing that calorie counter on the treadmill—it's—it's a—it's a lifestyle, and it's something—it's building. Yeah. So that is why weight training is the most—is—is is the superior form of exercise for everyone. You know, when it comes to changing your body composition, yeah. if you want to be entertained, go to the go to the nightclub. Right. Go to the movies. Right, right, right. You know, don't exercise. That's that's. You know i mean there's there's some enjoyment in it but the enjoyment is the results you get
0: you know so well and it's also it's it's not only it's results that compound even it's the snowball effect yes like once you it's that first result is going to be great because it's your first one but then once you get that first one the second one comes quicker The third one comes quicker and it just keeps getting, you keep building on it. That's what you said. You know, it's not about, it's like you're, it's about that residual, those residual effects that you're getting as opposed to just the same effect. It's staying, it's not a plateau. You know, it's like you're you're gonna rise up and that's, I think that's where a lot of people miss it and, you know, when it comes to weight training versus the other things out there, It's almost like with everything else, you're going to plateau. I mean, and it's look, if you're a marathon runner, then you can be out there beating your, you know, beating your your personal record and all that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the 95% of people that just want to look. Exercise
1: classes. Yeah.
0: I'm talking about the people that kind of want to feel better overall. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The people that just kind of want to get in better shape and just stuff like that. I'm not talking about the elite athlete people. I'm just talking about the. The, the rest of us, the C well, students I out mean, there. I it's,
1: mean, it's just like going to work. Like, what do you what do you go to work for? You go to, go to work to get a paycheck. Yeah. You know, hopefully you enjoy it, but the purpose is to get a paycheck. So if you can get a bigger paycheck, then you're going to spend the eight hours a day. Like, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, right. You know, if you can have fun at both, and I mean, like you said, I can't imagine sweating your ass off in a boxing class or whatever the hell it is, is really, I mean... I suppose you have fun doing that shit, but, I mean, just go to the nightclub. Right. Um, but, I mean, my whole... I mean, some of it is I'm a type A personality. Yeah. I got a purpose for everything I do. You know, if, it, if there's not a purpose to it... And some sometimes my purpose is to have fun. Yeah. When I drink whiskey, it's to have fun. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But when I exercise, it's to get in better shape. And if I want to get in better shape... I'm not doing cardio. I'm I'm doing I'm lifting weights. That yeah. shapes your body. That's the best way to do it. So when somebody tells me weights aren't for them, they must either be an alien and they don't respond to resistance training, or they've completely missed the boat on why you do anything in life. I guess. Right. Well, it's just it, it's. I don't know.
0: I mean, I, if you're at the point where. You are ready to make that change again, you're looking at you know what the fuck are you waiting on well it, it's it's you know it reminds me of uh same guy the same the insulin guy that I was talking about earlier he used to tell me you know he this guy would he would trade in his vehicle every like 18 months and he never paid it off that's
1: a good investment and what he always
0: told me was I'm always gonna have a car payment. So why not get a new car? So he would and he would negotiate on his payment. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I'm sitting here like, dude, what? What? I'm like, no, you don't. Always work on paying your car off when you're when you're and then you own a car and then when you own the car, then the 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 250, 300, 500, whatever your monthly payment is, that goes in the bank and over time that accrues and that's how you build wealth and things like that. I'm like, this is not rocket science. But I feel like the people that are that are doing a lot of the these these uh, fitness trends, the stuff that you hate, the you know, the they're in every strip mall, you know, pick pick your poison, whatever you want to call it. I don't give a you know who's he what's boxing shit class, whatever it is. I feel like they're the they're the same mindset of I'm always gonna have a car payment. It's like yeah but But you don't have to. Like, you can get to that point where you're building something long-term. But it's like you said. I mean, it's like they're putting in the same time. You're already doing the – like, you're already giving up that time. Why on earth?
1: Well, they set – the other thing is they set their goals so low. Yeah, well – I mean, there's some disappointment when you have a big goal and you don't meet it. But, again, you're going to spend the time.
0: Well, and I—I I mean, I look at that like, look, man. I mean, I've and I've said this on a lot, but when I moved to Nashville, I had a big goal, but I had a ton of little ones, yep. and I—I I, I hit a bunch of them. Like, I hit way more than I ever thought I would. Really, you know. Um, and so for me, and then along the way, I learned all this other stuff that ended up coming back full circle in my life. So my point is. Even if you don't hit the, the the big goal, like, it, I almost feel like it's better that I that I went the route I did because it worked out better in the end. Not hitting that goal, you know what yeah. I mean? For me, and, and
1: yeah, you learn stuff along the way. That's
0: exactly right. And it's like all that stuff I learned along the way has gotten me to a better place <laughs> than I ever thought I would have been if I would have gotten the stuff that I was dreaming about. Before I, you know, when I was working to move to Nashville or whatever. And I feel like that's applicable to any, any goal-based thing, whether it be fitness, nutrition, work, whatever. So it's like, look, you gotta, yeah, set those goals, but don't, don't, don't look at, uh, you know, missing it as, as a, as, as something that's, that's difficult or it's something that's like a, a true setback because it's really just a stepping stone on your way to the next thing, and I—I I, I don't know, man. I—I I can't, it, it, like the—the the low goal setting is, and part of that, I think, it, it's like, you know, that comes back to the way people say, you know, the way your kids or the way your parents talk to you—that's the way you talk to yourself as a grown up. And I'm not sure if I 100% <laughs> buy into that or not. But I mean, I do know that it's easy to get down on yourself and get to the point where you're like, oh, I've—I've I've never had a six pack of that you know i've never been not beer i mean i've had that but but yeah, like i've never it's like dude i i understand like at at my point i never have had that kind of a body now i know i could get it but i don't think i want i don't think i want to do the work to get it like i See, like, and that's
1: fine and, and that's it, fine
0: to me it's like i i understand but i have other i i want to be somewhere between that and where i am now <laughs> you know what i mean so to sit there and say well I, it's not that I could never do that. That's not the goal I want. So set your goals realistic, but understand that your body is much more capable of, it's capable of a lot more than you're giving it credit for. Like 90% of us. Who's the guy? Is it, is it Andrew Goggins? Is that his name? Do you, do you know who I'm talking about? The, let me look him up real quick. I think it's, uh, I know, it's maybe it's David Goggins. Oh, the Marine. Yeah, the Marine guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. This guy, David, that's his name. It, yeah, if you ever want to run through a wall, just if you ever want to like get yourself just listen to david goggins i think he was on um he was on the god who's the guy that started the um um the guy that started quest bars that guy has his own like uh he has his own show and and anyway david if you just look up david goggins on youtube any interview that he's been on he'll sit there and tell the stories about how he was a I think he was a, an exterminator when he was like 24 years old. He maybe had dropped out of high school, was going nowhere in life, living in a cockroach infested apartment. And he just decided one day, hey, I'm going to do this. And he was, he was a, like, I think he weighed like 300 pounds. I yeah. Think he was just yeah, a, I think you're right? a complete mm-hmm. mess. And the guy now, he's run like these ultra marathons, like the 100 mile plus 200 mile, like these in just pure insanity stuff but his whole point was and then he went through navy seal he went through hell week like three times like for yeah. whatever reason and my point in all, all talking about all that first of all he is it's he's a phenomenal speaker his story is fascinating you should check it out but the whole point of it is our body like our minds quit before our bodies yeah. are have to all the time all the time you know
1: yeah i mean my thing is Whenever I want to achieve something, if somebody else has done it, then I know I can do it. Right. Well, that's and the whole thing. you with know, the, I'll I'll try to learn from that person who's yeah. achieved what I want to achieve. And then, you know, so, yeah, I mean. That's the, that's the whole four-minute mile thing. Was
0: it? <clears throat> yeah. was that Roger Bannister that did that first? Uh,
1: I know Jim Ryan was one of them, but I don't know. But it was that deal. Yeah, with you like, may be right. I don't that, know who did it first. Whoever did it first. That it was like you, nobody had ever done it.
0: And then that guy did yeah. it. And then once it was done, then like
1: and everybody starts doing it. Yeah, yep. it yep. becomes normal. You know, it's yep. like
0: oh, you can. And that's and that right there speaks to the fact that for years it's not that people before him couldn't have done it; they just hadn't. they nobody believed they could. Yeah. I mean, it's it's you gotta people. We gotta quit selling ourselves short on this stuff. But you also have to say if I'm going to set these goals, like for me going out to Nashville, it's like look, man, you better you got to work harder than you've ever worked before because that you're getting into that 1%, you know? So depending on the size of your goal, you've got to get down there and grind it out,
1: you know? Well, you know, that's another thing is sometimes I'll put myself in in such a precarious position so then I basically don't have any other choice but to figure it out. Right. You know, so, you know, that was one thing I did when I expanded my gym. I was going through a divorce. Um, I had a ton of debt. You know, and I—I I mean, I honestly thought if this—if this ship is going to sink, it's going to sink my way. Yeah. You know, it's probably not the best way to think about <laughs> things, but, um, you know, and I still—I still think that sometimes today. So I'm frugal, like I've told you, you know, and uh, I sometimes will think about spending money on things that are an investment into my gym, and. One of the first things I think is, like, that'll hold my hand to the fire. Like, you better figure it out, and, you know, then I can't get lazy and I can't get complacent. Yeah. You know, so, you know, sometimes that's the thing when people hire a personal trainer. You just, you know, you just paid somebody $800 a month and you promised to pay them that for 12 months. Now, you know, you better get serious about it, you know, or else you're just going to waste your money. So, um, you know, there's also some games like that you play with yourself along with telling, you know, telling people what you're going to do yeah sometimes i think that holds you accountable too absolutely absolutely but, um i don't know how much more time we have are we yeah, good i or? mean
0: we're good on time we've got one other story that's great i mean we can get hit that on the next
1: one too if this is we're, we're about 40 minutes right now so uh, i can cover it if you want yeah let's get into it i think it'd be good. Right. so um i had a client come to me uh we won't mention her name yeah uh so, she was a referral from another client. She started uh, about three weeks ago now, um, and she had been doing a uh, a boxing place here in town. She'd been going there for workouts for the last five years. Uh, she had also been going to a supplement store here in town, um, which I was a little disappointed when I heard this, but... Uh, and you know so I don't know i've have I've yet to ask her how long she's been going to the supplement place but I am under the impression quite a while right and <clears throat> first night she comes in and I start talking to her about nutrition and and I probably mentioned this on here before but you know I was overweight when I was younger that's why I do what I do and that's also why I understand some of the things I understand is because I'm coming from that side of it. You know, where I think a lot of personal trainers are have never been overweight, and they enjoy working out, so they just decide I'm going to be a personal trainer. You know, I got into health and fitness, um, you know, when I was in high school because I wanted to lose weight, and I struggled with it for years because there's so many of these bad messages out there that we talk about all the right, time, right? And uh, <clears throat> so. You know, she comes in, um, and we're we're talking her first workout, and I say, you know, I'm like, well, big thing. on. So, so she's telling me on the weekend she has trouble sticking to her nutrition. You know, she kind of eats whatever she wants and just has trouble with compliance. So I'm like, well, you know, the key to that is you need to eat enough healthy food that you're not hungry. The problem is you're hungry. You know, and I tell her that, and she's like, yeah, I don't really think that's... Like, I don't think that'll that'll, wor- that'll work. Right. So that was a Friday. I think I did her assessment on a Monday. Um, so she started following it Monday. I don't know. Anyway, she started following nutrition. I know she followed it on a Tuesday because I remember she comes in on Tuesday. She's like, I'm so full. I have zero desire to eat anything that's not on the plan. And, you know, we're not giving people a lot of food. It's just, you know... A lot of people come in and they're they're seriously eating a, like a bird. They're not eating very many calories, and that's a lot of the advice yeah. that that is given in this industry.
0: Yeah, and she this girl was in like by all standards she was in yeah she was in pretty shape, good shape. Yeah, yeah yeah I mean and so she wasn't she didn't have a hundred pounds to lose or anything no, like that like, not at not all. even close so that's a, that's a that's another important part of the story is the fact that she was already she was probably at a lot of people's goal weight for yeah. her si- you know yes. for her size and everything
1: yeah so she comes in the first day and I think it's like two in the afternoon or something first day or I don't know. It was mid afternoon probably and she comes in and you know tells me I'm so full. So she's she's eating two or three meals at this point and she's like there's no way I could anything else. I'm like, that's the key. Yeah. Like that's the thing, it's like everybody thinks they're broken or, or there's some secret. The secret is you gotta figure out the things you gotta figure out why you're making the decisions you're making and then you have to make decisions that prevent those decisions. Right. You know. So, example for food. If you're starving, then yeah, you're gonna eat like shit. You know. That's just that's human survival. That's that's how we work. Um, if you feed yourself and keep yourself satiated, then you're gonna be like, yeah, I don't really care to eat that Twinkie right. or whatever it is. Right. So anyway, <clears throat> um, at the end of one week, she was down three pounds. At the end of two weeks, she was down five uh <clears throat> I checked her body fat at a week and a half, and she'd lost two percent body fat um and maintained her muscle um you know same thing with her she had been you know what they called lifting weights at this boxing place uh she wasn't really lifting weights, but I mean she was doing exercises with weights in her hands, I think, but yeah, yeah, she wasn't actually so. doing stuff properly, and that's nothing against her uh <clears throat> you know she's just not challenging the muscles the way you should, and you know when you challenge the muscles the way you should it's they're gonna change you know so um <clears throat> so yeah, she's gotten really good results in you know the first two and a half weeks uh <clears throat> but the bigger thing that frustrates me about it is why had nobody told her you know how to eat properly and and you know some of that is I don't expect people to know you know what I said about making sure you're full. Or you know making sure you're not hungry you know I feel like that's something that I kind of discovered after many years um, you know some people do talk about that uh, but you know I think there's this this mindset of mind over matter a lot of times and you know I'm a pretty stubborn person I can do you know you could tell me just eat chicken and I could probably do it for six months yeah but it's not something I can do the rest of my life and that to me is is the problem with a lot of plans Um. But it, it was surprising to me that she'd gone to these two different places and nobody ever really worked on her with her nutrition. You know, I think I think the one supplement store gave her a plan, but it was, you know, to me it looked like uh, more of a way to sell her supplements than it was to get results.
0: Yeah, that, and that that goes back to something that is a that's a recurring theme ever since we started doing this podcast. Is you know, in five years, and let's just say let's say two years on the, on the supplement side of things. So combined total of seven years, it's not like there was only one person at each of these places. You're looking at, you know, turnover, you're looking at a lot of people that had the opportunity to kind of at least get a message across. That was, that was more in line with reality or the truth or whatever. And it's just, that's how rampant that that's how rampant the problem is really. You know, it's, and it's like, again, this girl, it it wasn't like she, you know, she wasn't obese. She wasn't, you know, so she was in good shape. But when you plateau, it's, that's one of the things that you talk about is it's, I mean, in muscle confusion, that word gets thrown around and that term gets thrown around a lot. So it's not the typical, you know, beach body muscle confusion stuff that's, that's packaged and sold. But like you said, there are those guys that are, you know, in their thirties that, that do the exact same lift every single time to go to the gym. And that's why they're just kind of where they are. They're not going up, they're not going down and maybe that's fine if that's what you want, but you've got to be able to, if you're, if you're going to a gym for five years, you should constantly be optimizing what you're doing. And hopefully, you know, you should be in the, if you're following the plans that are laid out in front of you, then you should be in the condition that you, desire yeah i mean that's just that's just that's
1: that's my bigger thing is it doesn't matter if you're selling tires or what what you're doing like if a client if somebody if a customer comes to you and they you know come to you with wants and needs you should meet their wants and needs yeah you know i mean that's you know and i feel like a lot of people like there there's a big lack of education in in this industry in health and nutrition um but at the same time, you know, some of that has to fall on the shoulders of the individual. Um, they need to educate themselves. You know, yeah. a lot of a lot of the stuff I know has been through, you know, reading books and and self-education and studying stuff and, and you know, trial and error, you know. And, and a lot of that, I mean, like a lot of the stuff I was talking about earlier on joints and stuff, like I remember at one point in my career – you know, being frustrated that I didn't understand the shoulder joint very well. And I didn't understand the shoulder joint very well and I knew that when clients come to me with shoulder problems, I was going to lose a client if I didn't figure it out. Yeah. You know, and it's the same thing. Like, if, if I have a client comes in and they're trying to lose fat, if I don't figure it out, then they're going to go somewhere else. You're going to lose a client.
0: Well, and the great thing about that is when you do, have to do you have to do the reading, and I do the same thing. If I have an issue with something for you, whether it be, you know, something related once i figure that out now i always know it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like you're building knowledge you're building this this and the more that stuff you build the more valuable you are yes. because you've got a, a a wider depth of of just of knowledge and and real life experience that you can apply so for me even and that's the other thing it's like when you run into a problem it's like yeah that does suck but just think about that should be the last time and it's if it's not the last time you have the problem it'll be the last time you have to research how to fix it you know the next time you'll be like oh yeah yeah," and I've seen this it's don't panic we got this you know what I mean and there's so much there's so much power in that having that kind of uh, just having that stuff at your disposal being able to being able to you know recall real life experiences where you've addressed a situation and that goes back to just doing the work
1: you know, yeah, I mean, problems create opportunities if you look at it the right way, yeah, for sure. For so, sure. Um, but I think that's all we have for today. Did you want to mention anything else on that story, or did I leave anything out?
0: No, I think I think you hit all the hit all the, the points that we talked about before. Um, yeah, you know, as usual, I will plug the the website, which is com, and uh, Instagram is plunkett underscore fitness. You find us on their um, Facebook page. Uh, I believe it's at Plunkett Fitness, but you can, if you go to the website PlunkettFitness.com, you'll find all the links on there as well.
1: And leave us some reviews. Somebody gave us a one star review. Yeah, do we got what that's about.
0: I don't, I don't either. <laughs> but if you're listening, you know what? I hope this one. I hope they give us two. Give us two stars. You should probably you should probably review this five stars. I think because this is we gave you almost an hour quality content
1: right here. All right. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate y'all.
0: Thank you for listening to the Plunkett Fitness Project. Please share with your friends, subscribe,
1: rate, and review. For more info, visit our website, plunketfitness.com.